coming up. I'm just wondering how much power I have at this point. Good brand. Can bring back customers again and again. I was just taking a drink of water and spat it out there. <laughs> oh my God, she's Nora. And yet a third way of saying that last line. I know. Calm down, calm down, woman. Not just a hat, but a headscarf too. She gets more and more excited as she goes along. It's fantastic. Are you going to open it? Oh, that was a wonderful episode. And now, enjoy the podcast. How do you say that? 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 Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? Sponsored by BritishVoiceOver.co.uk The podcast for voiceovers, podcasters and anyone else who reads scripts out loud Proving that there isn't just one way to read a script But a multitude of different ways Let me introduce my co-host Sam Boffin Hello Sam Hello Hello Mark (laughs) Today's fun fact about Sam is that she rode a penny farthing bicycle Around the Roundhouse in London That's at Camden isn't it? It is in Camden and it's a big space It's a big gig gig place now but back in the day I was in um, I was in a show called The Petticoat Rebellion which is all about the suffragettes and that was my main thing is somebody literally balanced me on a penny or a number of people balanced me on a penny farthing and just pushed me off into the roundhouse where I rode around the roundhouse onto the stage and off again using ramps and it was absolutely terrifying if you've ever if you've ever ridden a penny farthing it was like twice the height of me was it It a full size one? yeah yeah It was terrifying, <laughs> genuinely. I, I never fell off it, actually. And well all done. The, you know, all the productions we did, I didn't fall off it. I did in rehearsal quite a lot. But. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I was just, you know, reliving that moment. Absolutely. But what I really need to say is my co-host <laughs> is Mark Rice, who, in another theatrical fact, mm-hmm. played Sweeney Todd in the first out-of-London production of the musical way, 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 way back in 1987. I did. I was 17 years old. It was a youth production. So you're the youngest Sweeney Todd ever. I think possibly so, but it hadn't really been put on ever since it left the West End. That's the thing. It was really weird. But the director loved it so much that he did. But of course, to be Sweeney Todd, you've got to have long, shaggy hair, and the director didn't want any kind of wig or anything. So they went to my school and said, uh, "Can, can this guy grow his hair for 10 months and I was at a very strict kind of grammar school and they went well I I suppose so and they let let me have really shaggy hair for 10 months of the year it was fantastic that's quite cool cool. (laughs) well of course we also have a special guest who this week is Jacqueline Duff hello Jack hello how are you yeah really well it's lovely to have you here nice to be here Jacqueline is an English voiceover who regularly records in both RP and Southern Irish accents. Mm. And I didn't know that, Jacqueline. Interesting. Didn't mm. know you did Southern Irish. That's amazing. So oh. she <laughs> she started her career 20 years ago with a Pan 10 TV ad recording in an Irish accent. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then she became the British voice of Wildfire for Orange, the first mobile phone speech recognition system, making her, I don't know if I want to say this out loud, <laughs> series grandmother. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> well, since then, she's worked in most genres, commercials, documentaries, audiobooks, games, dubbing character animation, promos. You, you love corporate VO. I know you do. Um, <laughs> Jacqueline has probably recorded thousands of scripts for hundreds of companies worldwide and worked mainly from her studio on the South Coast. Have you got a fun fact you can share with us, Jack? Um, A fun fact might be I was once a singer and a hand model. 
um, both at the same time. At the same time? Well, you, you, you sang whilst you hand modelled for one crazy gig. Not, not quite, but I kind of, you know, when we all start our careers, we kind of do everything. Sing yeah. a dance, actress, model. Um, it's basically what I was doing. And um, wow. I fell into, I was a singer to start with because I needed an equity card to get back into the acting. Yes. Um, and those those contracts were good at getting you, uh, you know, back into, you know, gaining an equity card. Mm. But also at the same time, I was singing at night and I needed a day job. And an advert came up in the paper saying, do you have nice hands? The next week I was doing a panto, what was it? No, Oil of Yule. Oil of Yule <gasps> advert. Wow. Um, sitting on an orange box, very glamorously, with my hands in the air, stroking some beautiful model's face while she moved it from side to side. I can't guarantee that you'll be using <laughs> your hands during this episode, but let's have a look at our first script of the show and ask, how do you say that? How do you say that? Now, this is something that I have been working on well, I say I have been working on, I have, I've been rehearsing it, but I am about to work on Ooh, this weekend. It's exciting. a live mm. um, script and it is being done with the Fulham Symphony Orchestra. So I am their narrator for a Roald Dahl, one of his revolting rhymes. Amazing. For, oh, for Snow White. It's a lovely gig. It's a kid's musical wow. extravaganza. So oh, with a full amazing. orchestra and a full audience, that's going to full be amazing. Orchestra. Yeah, and no full pressure. Audience, yeah, gosh, no pressure live then. <laughs> no, do you know at the last rehearsal, I thought to myself, God, I hope I don't you lose my place because <laughs> it, you would you wouldn't know how to get back to it, and then the orchestra would be completely, you know, completely oh, back yes. Yes. to what you I was giving them. You can't stop them. I mean, it's the same as being in a musical, isn't it, Sam? You've got to actually it, the precise timings are there. Absolutely. And you've got to wait for things like, you know, snake noises and um, percussion instruments and things like that. You've got to let them punctuate what you're doing and um, and give it a big old uh, a big old production number at the same time. So lots of different (laughs) silly accents and things. So tell us about the read a little bit. What what direction have you already been given? What can you help us with? Well, this is a bit of the narration before I get into the poems proper this this kind of sets the scene right so the Roald Dahl one starts with Snow White uh, once upon a time Snow White and it accepts that you know who Snow White is but of course within this musical score what they did was they did a lot of pre-narration to sort of set the scene yeah and this particular little bit is where Snow White's real mother well I'm not going to give it away. It'll, it'll, all come, it'll all come out in the read. It is a lovely bit of script. It's remembering with this one that it is for a young audience. So this is very much a children's... Mm. Storytelling to children. Yes. Well, I shall give it a go then. Let's, let's see what I get out of it. Fantastic. Right then. One day, a terrible thing happened. Snow White's mother, the Queen, who preferred the outdoor life to libraries, was picking flowers in the royal garden when she was bitten on the bottom by a snake, a poisonous, purple, vicious, villainous viper with sharp teeth, thin lips and a particularly nasty expression on its face. Its bite was, of course, fatal. From then on, Snow White's life was not at all happy. Not at all. And that's where my story really begins. Lovely. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I did imagine a room full of children. I think that that kind of helped. Yes. Yes, it does. And also... In in fact, of course, obviously we're not getting it here, but that that there's a lot of bits in there that are punctuated by um, 
orchestration. Oh, lovely. That's the actual bit that leads into the the proper poem. It's a lovely piece of writing. Poisonous, purple, vicious, villainous, Mm. viper, absolutely. Mm. All of that alliteration is lovely. I want to go. (laughs) Except when you trip up. You don't want to trip up. I want to go to this as well, absolutely. Wow. I can let you know where it is. Oh, lovely. It's in a a really big concert hall, actually. A really big kind of venue. Oh, how amazing. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a real treat. Yeah. I kind of want to hear what Jacqueline does with it. Yes, definitely Jacqueline. So I'm also going to imagine, um, I've got some young nephews and I'm just imagining talking to them. Mm. So I think I might, okay, I'll just do it. (laughs) Um, One day, a terrible thing happened. Snow White's mother, the Queen, who preferred the outdoor life to libraries, was picking flowers in the Royal Garden when she was bitten on her bottom by a snake, a poisonous purple, vicious, villainous viper with sharp teeth, thin lips, and a particularly nasty expression on its face. Its bite was, of course, fatal. From then on, Snow White's life was not at all happy. Not at all. And that's where my story really begins. (laughs) Lovely. You made the most of the vicious, villainous viper there beautifully. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's written like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really interesting, actually, that the patterning from both of you is absolutely Mm. the patterning I use. So it's clearly written in that Mm. way. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Which shows, doesn't it, if you've got Mm. a decent bit of script, it it lends itself properly, doesn't it? Yeah. And we all love decent bits of script. Yes, we do. We don't get them nearly often enough. But... We cherish those little moments. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, script writers, take note. Take note. So, come on in, Sam. Yeah, come, come on, on in, Sam. Like... Show, show us how you're going to do it in I front of the well, big live I was going to say, mm. I'm going to step back from the mic a bit. Yes, oh, I guess the one not... thing that we weren't oh, doing, this yeah. is projected to an audience, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not an intimate story, necessarily. So, I'm going to step back and I hope I don't blast this okay. mic out of existence. <laughs> One day, a terrible thing happened. Snow White's mother, the Queen, who preferred the outdoor life to libraries, was picking flowers in the royal garden when she was bitten on her bottom by a snake. A poisonous, purple, vicious, villainous viper with sharp teeth, thin lips and a particularly nasty expression on its face. Its bite was, of course, fatal. From then on, Snow White's life was not at all happy. Not at all. And that's where my story really begins. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, <laughs> and the interesting thing is, you went mm-hmm. into character mode there, whereas yeah. I think Jacqueline and I both did it more as narrator style. We did, yeah. Uh, yeah with, I think and, so. and, and we went into our microphones because you stepped mm. back, you created a much bigger. Uh, all, one of those um, uh, Roald Dahl style kind of yeah. evil characters that that, that mm. kind of brought it because and I say evil character because what I noticed was was when you went to its bite was of course fatal the joy <laughs> of the fatality there is so Roald Dahl <laughs> yeah that very sort of dark sense of humour that's always hiding in the background yeah I mean it's an incredibly good uh, piece to do it's Isn't really it? fun it's got lots and yeah. lots of different um, you know different characters there's the magic mm. mirror who talks there's their king there's their oh there's just everybody oh, in it. I just love it it's great of course we've talked before on the podcast about how music 
is a mm. is a, intertwined with speech so much and i guess when you yeah. you get a project like this more so than ever yes Definitely. I mean, for instance, that the bit here with the uh, picking flowers in the royal garden when she was bitten on her bottom by a snake. You get these two pieces, wow. mm. uh, you know, percussion pieces, and I have to kind of wait for those to go through. And it's it's lovely. All of my the narrating staff is underpinned with lots of kind of gorgeous sound effects. Oh, fantastic! It's great. Fun. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the singing, which is because yeah. I really think if you've got a musical background of any kind, you can it helps with the timing of scripts, yep. and you can yeah. see. The natural rhythm of the story, actually, as you're reading it for the first time. Um, And, you know, with songs, for instance, you know, it's verse, chorus, ending, but you've always got a middle, beginning and an end for each, you know, um, story. But I think it also helps with the breathing because if you've been down that road, you know, you know, you can't just say something forever. You have to breathe at the right places (laughs) and the right emphasis comes out with the right breathing in the right places. Mm. Um, And it's a very sort of um, lovely, fluid way of reading a story. And I think it comes from... If you, as I say, if you do have that musical background, I think it really helps, actually. I'm presuming you've got one because I can hear it in your read. Yes. No, I, I, I do sing. I don't play any instruments, yeah. but I do sing. Yeah. Whereas my only instrument is my voice. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> you go. Darling. Of course. Of course. <laughs> the most important one. <laughs> yes, possibly so. It's worthwhile remembering that these are real scripts we've been working on. And actually, I didn't change a beat in that. Fair enough. Um, but I know that it, it may be that we've changed the names and some details in Jacqueline's script to avoid copyright issues. Oh, Sam, I found something fun that I wanted to tell you about on oh. my Alexa this week. Right. Because the podcast is now also on Amazon Music. Yes, you yes. can now ask Alexa to play a specific episode of How Do You Say That? So, for instance, if you want to listen to that hilarious episode with Della and Abby Phillips, remember <laughs> that one? <laughs> you can say, Alexa, play episode 12 of How Do You Say That? Or if you don't know the episode number, say, Alexa, play How Do You Say That with Della and Abby Phillips. It's no, brilliant. No, it does both. Yeah. So have you spent entire afternoons just listening to yourself? I'm doing research <laughs> for the podcast. How could you say such a thing? <laughs> oh, that was a wonderful episode. No. Uh, I was so good. <laughs> How do you say that? Okay, on to script two, ladies. Uh, So, Jacqueline, tell us about the script that you've brought in. Okay. Um, As you said, I love corporate video, and I I really do, because I think it's so varied. Um, And this happens to be a small portion of an e-learning video, um, Mm -hmm. and they were a series of 27 of them, um, ranging from about a minute. Gosh, that's a lot. Yeah, it was quite a lot. Um, It ranges from about a minute to possibly four or five minutes. Um, They were done in an Irish accent. You're not going to make us do that, are you? Well, it's up to you. But um, I'm I'm just wondering how much power I have at this point. Um, (laughs) um, But the reason it's here is because it's it's a small portion and it's it needs to be brought to life. Yes, I can see it could be quite dry and bland. This, Mm, So it's a question Mm. of they've asked you to make it come alive off the page. Yeah. Yes, that one okay. and the next 26, please. <laughs> yes, guys. That's the thing. So, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the thing that we know as experienced voice actors is you do one, you check it with them that they are happy. You don't do all 26 and then exactly. go back to them and go, you're okay with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's where I've been going wrong. Yeah. Oh. Has anyone here done that once uh, ever in their lives? I have, had done, I have done that right at the very start of my career. Yes, I did something yeah. very, very long and then the client went back and going, oh, I didn't actually want it that way and I had to do it all over again. 
Yeah, I'm going to admit to it. I did one right at the beginning and just thought it was brilliant. I thought they're going to be so pleased. And then they said, oh, we really wanted a bit more serious. Oh, okay. (laughs) And lesson learned. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. You never do it again, that's for sure. No. Come on, Sam. Have you done it? I, well, I'm, I'm sure I have done it. I'm trying to wipe it from my memory. But I, I, what I tend to do, because I'm incredibly lazy, I tend to just record, I tend to get in the habit of recording 30 seconds a minute and pinging it through before I do anything, because I, yeah. I, I have, a, I have yeah. a worry that I will yeah. spend you know, <laughs> hours of my time perfecting yeah. something that they don't want. Do I get the choice to, to ask you to do things in this one? Or, or Not this no, one. this Can is straight. In- <laughs> we'll, wait for the, we'll wait for the wild card to, to, okay, to suggest so different different. You're getting ahead of yourself here, Jacqueline. I know. Calm down. Calm don't down. Worry me, don't worry me. No. <laughs> okay. To many people, an established brand is something that large companies have evolved over time to sell more of their products. But brands don't exist by accident, and good brands can bring back customers again and again. Here are the six key rules of branding. Number one, define your business. What does it do? Why does it do it? And why is it better than the competition? The answers to these questions should become part of your brand personality. A brand should capture your mission. Number two, how do you impact people? And we leave it there because it is a much longer yeah. script. That was mm, like, you yeah. did draw me in there very, very much. Mm. As I was beginning to, to think about my brand as you were talking about it. <laughs> when I got to that last line... I hesitated because I didn't know whether to say, uh, number two, how do you impact people or how do you impact people? Mm. Or how oh, do you impact people? Because it's got the question people? mark, yes. yes. It's nice. It was, um, yeah, it's, it was very personable so, mm. oh, and, and personal. Yeah, it's a surprisingly interesting little script, actually. Yes, indeed. yes, I kind of want to read the rest <laughs> yeah. of it now. <laughs> so, Mark, okay. wow, are you going to do all it, right, babes? Then. Okay, all right. Let's give it a go. To many people, an established brand is something that large companies have evolved over time to sell more of their products. But brands don't exist by accident, and good brands can bring back customers again and again. Here are the six key rules of branding. Number one, define your business. What does it do? Why does it do it? And why is it better than the competition? The answers to these questions should become part of your brand personality. A brand should capture your mission. Number two, how do you impact people? Oh, you went impact. <clears throat> how do you impact people? Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I did people, didn't I? Um, <laughs> nice, mm. nice, nice measured tone. Lovely. Very direct. I mm. do a fair bit of this kind of thing, and that's mm. kind of the style that I, that I fall into for that. I hope it means that it's interesting enough to lift it off the page. Yeah. It did to me. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> and in this case, you're the client, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're both booked. Yeah. We're quite different, though, Jacqueline. That's what we find very, fascinating. Very, yeah. We do both do this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. mm. but clearly uh, we're booked in for different, quite different reasons. different ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. interesting. Totally. I think it's incredible that, you know, I also do this, but I do it obviously in two accents, so... Um, and one oh, of them yes, is a, we're going to hear the accent. Of course, the well, Irish one, well, one of them's one personality and one's another. And I'm slightly scared ah. that I've got lots more accents in my head. So I'm do you know where the split in is head, inside? But, mm. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, yes, oh, I nice. do. That's really enough. interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it is interesting that things just change if you put, put somebody yeah. else behind it, like your lovely characterization of your script. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. was very different. So Yes. Well, I'm going to have to get into it first. Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, right. Inspiration. So, okay. 
To many people, an established brand is something that large companies have evolved over time to sell more of their products. But brands don't exist by accident, and good brands can bring back customers again and again. Here are the six key rules of branding. Number one, define your business. What does it do? Why does it do it? And why is it better than the competition? The answers to these questions should become part of your brand personality. A brand should capture your mission. Number two, how do you impact people? I'm in love with that voice. That is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, thank you, darling. That's fantastic. And, and yet a third way of saying that last line. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes with <laughs> yeah. you. Funny, I'm almost like I'm on a, on a podcast called How Do You Say That? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? When you got it, here are the six key rules of branding. Oh, that was mm. a lovely chuckle under there. I thought that was lovely. Oh, it was a yeah. beautiful chuckle. It was yeah, just yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Gorgeous. Well, what they wanted, funnily enough, was actually very personable, personal. Yeah, that was. And yeah. um, they wanted, um, you always get the the, um, the instruction, don't you, or the direction of friendly and like a colleague, yeah. like like mm. your friend sitting next mm. to you. But they really wanted it for this because it's, it's lots of videos that they really want them to listen to. Um, and they want to keep the same listener happy to come back to listen to number two, three, four, 27. I was going to say the really interesting bit about that is there are elements in there that when you first read it, you think, oh, they're going to want us to dial that up, i.e. almost putting, um, uh, you know, marks around it like brand personality, Mm -hmm. capture your mission, things like that. You didn't do any of that. You, you, You didn't pick those things out in that kind of rather faux way of doing it you just let it all kind of be yeah. part of what you were saying i thought that was really interesting and, and you a really took friendly good, oh, tip. to the nth yeah. degree because it absolutely was i mean when you yeah. talked about having a different personality in the different accent it, mm. it came through a hundred percent i saw exactly what you meant immediately yeah great that's brilliant because um the irish one is naturally more sing-song Yes, and um, and she is she is a real person in my head. Oh, do you? Does she have a name? Uh, do you know she doesn't? But I'm going to oh. call her Nora. Nora. Oh my God, she's Nora. <laughs> I'm wow, there you go. Just, oh, hello, Nora. How are you doing? Thank do you, you know? Very I think much. I might call this episode the Genesis of Nora. <laughs> oh, yes. The one with the Genesis of oh, Nora. I love yeah. that. Oh, so I've got Nora and, Neum- and Norman in my booth, which is quite nice. I like that. Now that we have a new personality, here's the moment we love. It's the wild card bit. Ooh. Let's see if we can approach these scripts in a completely different way. Yes. Jacqueline, can you pick one of the scripts for Sam and a way for her to do it differently? Mm, see, I love your script, Sam, because I think it's more interesting. No, it's um, not more interesting. They're both, they're both very interesting. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? Do, do this one. The branding. And, yes. um, the branding, um, because it can be stayed, can't it? How I don't know whether I've listened to an episode that... Um, that's done this already, but how about some farmyard animals? <laughs> Goodness me, I was what, just taking a, a whole, drink of water, I spat a that whole there. cacophony. <laughs> just farmyard, no, or animals actually, animal kingdom. Animal oh, wow. kingdom, gosh, what? Mm. Like, like, like Sam is uh, old MacDonald on her farm. Like, oh, yeah, just God pick her. a, just just be in uh, the hen or a or a pig oh, or a, wow. a okay. rabbit okay. or okay. a. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yes. I see. I see your point. Yes. Okay. I'm really right sorry. Now. I wish I hadn't said that now. No. No. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking That's brilliant. it. Brilliant. Um, okay. Um. <laughs> Too many people. Ernest brand is something that large companies have evolved over time to sell more of their products. But brands don't exist by accident and good brands can bring back customers again and again. 
Here are the six key rules of branding. Number one, define your business. What does it do? Why does it do it? And why is it better than the competition? The answers to these questions should become part of your brand personality. A brand should capture your mission. Number two, how do you impact people? Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, kudos, oh, kudos! So that is good. phenomenal. I love it. Was oh. right within that first line. The horse personality was Seriously. bang. It was just there. I will never ever be able to listen to that back. <laughs> She's like a schoolmistress, though, isn't she? <laughs> she is She's like, like a very schoolmistress. direct schoolmistress who's got this thing to say and, and she gets more and more excited as she goes along. It's fantastic. Absolutely. She had not just a hat, but a headscarf too. I'll be honest. Yes, I can see yes. that. I can see yeah, that. Exactly. exactly. Oh, my. Uh, yes, oh my. Just, just fantastic. Gorgeous. Well, I don't know how you follow that, uh, Jacqueline, because it's your go next. Uh, let's, oh, let's, okay. I know. I'm going to give you the oh, Snow White script, one. I think. Yes. Okay. The Snow yes. White script. And right. what personality or what genre can I give you to do it in? Um, I was thinking, oh, very serious documentary, but I think that's a bit dull for this. <laughs> I think let's go completely outside the box. Right. This is difficult, Jacqueline, but I think you can do it. Let's go bored housewife with this. Okay. Not desperate housewife. Bored housewife. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> um, okay. Right. Bored housewife. Okay. Give me a second. Um... Oh. The washing's on. The kids are coming back. Where the hell has my life gone? One day, a terrible thing happened. Snow White's mother, the queen, who preferred the outdoor life to libraries... Well, she was picking flowers in the royal garden, and... Is that a washing machine? No, no, another ten minutes. Well, she was bitten on her bum by a snake. Oh, some poisonous, purple, oh, vicious, villainous viper thing with sharp teeth, thin lips, and... Oh, a particularly nasty expression on its face. Put the kettle on. Well, its bite was, of course, fatal. From then on, Snow White's life was not at all happy. Do you know what? I can really identify with that. (laughs) Anyway, not at all. Flip, it's half past three. And that's where my story really begins. Amazing. I mean, the characterisation was superb, yeah. Not just the characterisation, I saw the room. The room was there. Absolutely. Yes. And suddenly, but but halfway through that, the character realised she was reading part of her own life. Yeah, I love that. That was great. Well, oh, good. Done. I'm glad you heard well that. Done. Oh, well thanks. Done. That was mean, but thanks. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah the, the wild card can be a bit mean. That's, that's, that's she true. who gave me farmyard <laughs> animals. Bored housewife, that was mean. <laughs> if you guys want to play along in the privacy of your own booths, we have put Ooh, both yeah. the scripts in the show notes so you can have a try yourselves. You certainly can. <laughs> we would love to hear. If you've got any voiceover questions you'd like answers to, you can send your question for future episodes to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. Yes, you can. And our question this week is, what is your favourite subject header when you're sending an email to a prospective client? I mean, what do you think will really make them open 
your email. Oh, it's another horrible oh marketing God. question. That I is know. Difficult. I thought it was good with the branding, um, though. Yes. Um, well, when I'm sending emails to prospects, assuming I've never worked with them and I don't know that it's a cold prospect, I would normally go in the subject header, hello, first name, I wonder if you can help me. Seriously? Oh, wow. Mm. So in the subject header. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just to try and see if I can pique interest at all for them to actually open the damn thing. Yes. Because that's all all a subject header is doing, isn't it? Are you going to open it or are you going to ignore it? That is it. Yes. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? People people take a long time worrying about their subject headers, I think. How about you, Jack? Wow, um, that's really, really interesting question because honestly, it's something I've never thought about ever. Mm. So it's something you don't do. You don't mark it in that way. I, I do, but I don't. I don't come up with something which is going to grab them. I just put in what I am, and it's basically English and Irish VO um, or something along those lines. You know, um, can I help you? And that's as far as it goes. Because normally by then I've researched who I want to kind of find and send an email to. Uh-huh. Um, and I know that they're probably looking for um, VOs. Yeah. So um, I do have a lot of people come back with English and Irish. What do you mean? And of course, yes. Yes. then I sort of refer them to both the pages on the website and, and the, the, um, uh, the samples that I've actually already put in the email. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Sam? What do you yeah. do? Well, funny enough, I'm very similar to Jacqueline because I simply put... Female British voiceover artist, Samantha, dash Samantha, because I reckon when they've lost that email, because they Mm. will, it'll just go, you know, Mm. then they will be searching for that. But will that be enough for them to open it in the first place? Well, the point is maybe, because if they need a voiceover, probably, uh, Mm. you know, if if I'm dragging them in under false pretenses, they you know what I mean? So mm. my my assumption is is that if they open it, yeah, if they want a v- female voiceover artist, they might open it. I usually put my name, as I say, that's why I put my name in it to differentiate it. Yeah. Because the assumption is that if they want a voiceover artist, then they're going to be interested in yes. listening Opening to the voiceover the first artist. Exactly right. Yeah. And then it makes it very easy to search for it later because they'll almost certainly. Well, if they open it and they listen, then unless they're blown away by my <laughs> amazingness, <laughs> of course they will be. <laughs> no, which is highly unlikely. But they and but th- then they they want to find it again. Also, putting your name down is really clever, actually, because it's personal. Yeah. It's not just a female British voice uh, voice artist. You're somebody. You've suddenly yeah. become a real True. person, um, which is very very clever. As an associated mm. question, links or actual clips do you send? Do you send a link to the audio or do you send an actual MP3? Okay, I, I send a link to my whichever page. I've got all my all my genres. The genres that I voice in have different pages. Clever. So I send them a link to my website because that's Clever. the goal, isn't it? Get yep. them on your website. Mm. Um, mine is a link. And then if I think I really would like you to listen to this now, um, I may put um, an MP3 at the bottom, but it's always very short. Trouble is with MP3s, they can get caught in a spam filter much they more can. easily. They can, yeah. And that's why yeah. it's it's that would be a real specific person. I really, really, really wanted to, to listen to myself now. Um, but um, normally it's a link because, as you say, Sam, you want people to see where you are and yeah. how to get hold of you and to keep coming back to you directly that way. Well, all good ideas, food for thought. Mm. Jack, thank you so much yes. for coming on the podcast. Yes. It has been oh, wonderful to have you. And the fact that we had the genesis of Nora as well. I'm just impressed. I know. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a real blast. It's been lovely <laughs> talking to you. And uh, Nora will be forever associated oh, with you both. Amazing. Um, that is that is. Is the mass murderer oh, um, no. at the beginning yeah. and oh, no. the Dickensian uh, stunt woman. 
So, yes. Yeah, so actually we've had three birds today. Wow. (laughs) What an incredible (laughs) podcast episode. (laughs) We will be putting all of today's scripts in the show notes so you can have a read yourself. Yes, and do send any voiceover questions to us at podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. And yes, please do like and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And do give us a review if you feel like it. Um, That would be amazing. I think on Apple Podcasts is the place to leave the reviews. please, that would be great. Uh, Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks again to Jacqueline. You've been amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. We'll be back next week. Do you know how the end bit of this show works, Jacqueline? You've been been listening. You know we all say it together. We do, do we? Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll be back next week with more scripts and another voiceover guest when we'll be asking... How do you say say that? that? How do you say that? that?